Welcome to another edition of Podchats for Future CIO. In today's topic, how to achieve the economic benefits of low-code development without increasing the risk to business, we are fortunate to have speaking with us, Leonard Tan, Country Manager for Singapore Without Systems. Welcome to Podchats, Leonard. Thanks. Thanks, Alan, for the invitation. Great to see you again. Great to see you. Now, before we start, briefly describe for us what is the business of OutSystems? Um, OutSystems, we're actually the number one low-code platform. So we actually provide customers with enterprise-ready applications to develop both web and mobile applications. So you just mentioned the word low-code. Okay? So define for us what exactly is low-code development? What is it and what is it not? Absolutely. So that, that is a great question, right? So low-code platforms like OutSystems, we actually provide a rapid way of developing applications, you know, through a concept of visual programming, right? And, and the whole idea is that it actually covers the entire application portfolios that can be easily integrated uh, with your existing systems. So the, the concept of low-code, it covers, you know, what we call as the full uh, software delivery lifecycle process while ensuring that you are able to actually deploy to any devices um, with one just with just one development effort. You know, the, the, the common thing that people ask, right, which is, what is low code not about, right? And the concept is that low code is not no code, right? The perception that there are limitations around uh, concepts of uh, visual programming, you know, drag and drop um, exists in, low, in the no code space. But the idea of low code revolves around the ability to enhance your codes on top of visual elements, you know, to create the customization that is tailored to your business outcomes. So it's, it's no longer about template building, but it really creates the analogy of speed without walls. And, and of course, um, the second thing is, it's not really a, a code generator per se, right? So, so that's what uh, low code is not about. It's also not a language, right? It's not a programming language, I mean. Of course, you know, in the low code space, while you're doing visual programming, uh, the codes that is generated back end are, are typically uh, or, um, languages that uh, maybe align to whatever the technology is built on, right? But for our systems, we are actually generating .NET source codes, right? So, so it's, it's, it's still building on top. So if you look at it from both the technical and the business side of it, what is driving interest on low code development? Yeah, absolutely. So there are really four things that we do see, right? That is limitations in the market. And of course, what is in the minds of the business owners. It's really about number one, time. Number two, workload. Three, talents. And fourth, change. So the concept of time is really, you know, how fast can you actually build and respond to the business requirements? And of course, to also essentially measure the effectiveness of your applications is really one of the, the key main uh, driving force. Second of all is we look at workload. So in the concept of workload is really, in today's context, many of the IT is still pretty much in the realm of keeping the lights on. And even around the fact they are afraid of touching legacy systems, you know, due to little or no visibility of how applications are built. Third thing we look at, which is the concept of talent. And talent is really about talent gap. You know, especially right now uh, in the current environment, it's hard to find resources or there's only that much that we can scale as an organization. And that limits organizations to be able to drive initiatives. And last thing is that any applications that we are building, any initiatives require constant change, right? And the ability to change fast becomes also a limitation or a wall for organizations to do better, do more. Where does low code sit in an enterprise's application development strategy or life cycle? So in the concept of local development, uh, it's essentially a tool and a framework that sits on top of any typical development strategy that you have today, right? So whether or not it's in the space of you know, ideation, development, DevOps, down to the maintenance, 
um, low code actually gives you the ability to start tapping on these various pillars, right? Um, to gain more speed and leverage in the way that you're building your applications. And of course, you know, strategies of how businesses are responding to changes today is also becoming something that is very evident. I think where we are, first of all, looking into putting in um, the concept of Scrum or Agile, uh, this is something that is, is becoming a trend. And of course, you know, web and mobile applications today, you know, must have the ability to be able to have omni-channel experiences and as we actually start to examine the use of chat, conversation, AI, immersive and interactive technologies, you know, these are things that are starting to become, you know, what we call as multi-experience and any organizations that is looking, uh, you know, to develop as part of their development strategies, you know, look in, looks into this area and that exactly that's what low-code can do, right, which is to expedite the process of how you are building. Does it replace anything in terms of the existing development strategy of a company? Interestingly, right, the, the, the use of low code augments, it doesn't replace, right? And by, by the term of augmenting, it's really around the sheer concept of being able to deliver fast and changing fast to stay ahead, right? And, 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 and essentially right now, there's a lot of introduction of, we talk about machine learning, we talk about, you know, AI, um, you know, developers are really forced to wrap their heads around, you know, how some of these integrations are done, you know, and, and essentially low code, you know, instead of putting you into that, that zone of, of creating lines and lines of code, you know, low code allows you to today take a step back, you know, and focus on the important things, which is the experience of how the applications should be built, catered for the businesses. We tend to deal with costs, especially with IT having a narrow budget, you say. So what's the economic value of proposing to use low code development? So um, typically that there, there is always a struggle, right? Where the CIOs, when they look at a low-code platform, they will always have a conception that, you know, look, I'm adopting a platform, it's additional cost and it's hard to kind of define what is the economic value. Um, but essentially, with all the customers that we do see here that, actually, that have actually adopted low-code, what they are seeing is that the ROI is in the midst of like 200%, you know, where some of the customers, to, to name an example, Rico Singapore, um, you know, with just within one or two years, they have actually amounted over 130,000 thousand Singapore dollars of annual benefit, you know, with the use of our systems. So it's not about just the initial adoption, but it's about looking at, you know, how much time it takes for me to develop the application instead of six months, you do it in three months, you know, instead of, of 10 resources, you know, we, we can actually start cutting it down to five. So another five can work on another project, right? So it's opportunity cost, it's about time to respond, time to market. In what situations would it make sense to approach development through a, using low code? And I guess conversely, when should we even avoid the idea of local development? So maybe I'll start with uh, when should we avoid? So if you're today, you're building mobile games, I know high intensity, uh, interactive games, you know, that is centered around your mobile experiences and a web, it, it may not make sense to actually put a framework on top of the codes that you're building. But generally speaking, enterprise applications that we are building today can be developed using local technologies. And the idea is that, you know, applications today are actually deemed as business services rather than just a coding project, right? So it's about the iterative process of change that actually becomes the true value of why low-code exists to become an upward trend in the adoption. How does the CIO sell low-code development, the idea, both to the CFO and the line submissives, while at the same time, as CIO, he or she has responsibility towards issues like compliance and security policies? Even in today, as we as we are approaching the market, uh, we, we do see that evaluation of project does not lie uh, solely on the IT alone, but it's also about the 
involvement of both IT and business. So it's about being able to marry them together, right? While the CIOs is focusing on the concept of uh, compliance and security policies, any low-code platform must have the ability to essentially be able to have flexible deployments. You know, there, there must be a certain robustness in the in the enterprise scalability of the platform. Uh, but at the same time, when you look at the businesses, right, it's about being able to cater to what we call as the value chain. And in the whole value chain concept, it's about ensuring that, you know, we are able to attain better customer experience with continual delivery in a modernized architecture with the use of your talent. And this two, and in these four pillars of, of the value chain, uh, it, it really covers what IT and businesses is both focused about. And coming back to the idea of how should CIO sell to, to the, the CFO and the line of businesses, I think first thing is that the CIO must be convinced that this framework you know, and this delivery model, you know, must make sense, right? And and it must be able to cater. That's one, right? And of course, when you translate down to business and when business looks at this as, you know, I have the ability to be infusing this, you know, to be able to see uh, minimum viable projects much quicker, you know, it becomes a very easy way for both. So therefore, the concept that I'm trying to share today is that, you know, low code is really a, a, it's a change of mindset on how you are delivering apps, on how we are uh, engaging the market for total change in organization. Let's talk about money because CFOs love to talk about about that and it's also the sometimes the bane of a CIO's uh, issues uh, life. What does it cost for an organization to go get on board the low code development? I guess the the idea is not about how much is where do you start. And in any low code development platforms, it's about ensuring that we cater the use of the low code for a good application for an application that has a business value, right? And then when when you translate and you do the ROI study, you know if what it takes for me to develop using traditional technologies versus what it would take for me to develop using low code you know and as you do that the mapping of, of that you, you start to see the value that hey, actually there's so much more that i can gain using the use of low code generally speaking I, I think that it's about being able to tailor a solution that makes sense so it's not about the dollar and cents rather it's about uh, the approach that would make sense for the businesses to adopt the use of low code when do you introduce low-code development? Low-code platforms like our systems, you know, span across multiple use cases, right? So it's, it's not just about building new initiatives. It's also about being able to augment on top of um, existing systems that you already own. And therefore, the key is, is that the integration backwards to your existing systems must be there, right? Integration must be made seamless, must be made quick. And of course, you know, where we look into new initiatives, you know, it's about being able to deliver fast. We look at existing systems, it's about able to augment men on top and enhance on top uh, and the use cases can be uh, spanned across customer experiences operational efficiency looking at key projects and critical projects that can be used so so therefore that's really exactly how a local platform uh, will be beneficial for organizations. Leonard, thank you very much for helping us better understand what low-code development is. Thank you. So that was Leonard Tan, Country Manager for Singapore Without Systems and you are listening in to Podcast for Future CIO. Mm-hmm.